0: Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to Optimizing Your Financial World. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. Boy, is it good to be back with you guys, and as always, we have our star of the show in Mr. Mark Wade, president of Echelon Family Office. He's jumping aboard with us as we turn the page here into season two of the show. Man, is it an exciting time for us, and boy, do we have a lot of great topics here to cover with you guys in season two. But for those of you that may be jumping aboard right now and just joining us, for the first time here on the show. I want to set the scene for you. You see... Each time Mark and I get together, we're tapping into Mark's nearly four decades worth of experience in the financial services sector, and we're tackling a different wealth management topic each time we talk. Now, these topics are all around the strategies, the solutions, even just the conversations that Mark is having with his clients and his team on a regular basis. Like I said, we've got a lot of great topics to hit here coming into season two, and boy, are we excited to get started today. Uh, So with that, let's go ahead and bring Mark on, get right into today's discussion. Mark, it's good to see you. How you doing today? Hey, Ryan,
1: great to be back and uh, looking forward to season two.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, Mark. I know it's been a long time coming. We're excited to be back here rolling into season two. And, and Mark, as we typically like to do on this show, we like to start with kind of a high level overview, if you will. So here we go. You know, any wealth manager out there that you, our audience, should be considering working with, or maybe you're currently working with them, well, they should be possessing three specific characteristics, right, Mark? And today we're gonna be exploring what those characteristics are, and then of course, offering different ways on how you can assess whether or not the wealth manager that you're thinking about working with, or maybe currently working with, is in fact utilizing these characteristics. So Mark, let's start today to begin our conversation about, you know, talking about the challenges that people are facing. So Mark, how about the challenge of evaluating that expertise or that experience of a wealth manager before somebody works with them? And what about the other challenge of determining whether or not you, the client, are getting the advice and the solutions that you truly need? Let's start there. What do you you see on this end? Well, you just want to take a big bite out of that right away, don't you, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. You
1: know, those are really vital concerns, you know, that, that the client needs to address because, you know, let's face it, in order to achieve your most important goals and objectives, you know, one of the, one of the most important decisions you have to make, and also it it could be the single most important decision is selecting and working with the right primary wealth manager, the count, sort of the captain of the team, if you will. And, you know, those challenges, you know, you, that you're talking about, you know, those can be amplified when you don't know whether or not, you know, there are issues about your existing plan and whether or not you're missing opportunities to make things better. So, you know, if, if there are things in your plan that your primary wealth manager, or maybe you, you were a, a do-it-yourself kind of person, if there are things that are missing
0: or things that need to be updated or changed, having the wrong wealth manager can only make it worse good point mark so so you mentioned issues maybe going unnoticed could you give us an example of what some of those issues look like
1: uh yeah you know the first one that pops to mind is you know for example the estate plan you know let's say your estate plan proves inadequate after you're gone so you're not on the scene anymore and your family is is going through the you know the settlement of your estate you know you're not gonna know any problems, of course, exist, but your loved ones certainly are, and they could be, you know, significantly negatively impacted. So when we think about your asset protection plan along with your estate plan, well, you know, the only way you're ever gonna know if your asset protection plan is 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 adequate and whether or not it's going to do what you need it to do is when you're in the unfortunate position of being sued and taken to court. This is the only way you're going to know if it works, unless you have this thing we call the stress test. Remember that from our previous episodes? You know. So you know, when you find out that it doesn't work as expected, when you're in court and you're getting sued, it's way too late to do anything about it. That horse has already left the barn.
0: Mm-hmm. A really good point there, Mark. And and as a reminder to our audience, really, our whole topic today is that idea of finding the right wealth manager for you. So in that vein, Mark, what would you say people should be looking for when they're assessing a given wealth manager? You know, what are maybe the key traits that you you know you see in other wealth managers? You see in yourself? You know, what are those key traits that they should be on the lookout for?
1: Yeah, I'm sensing you want to talk about the three the three areas right Mm -hmm. the the three characteristics that uh, you know that a you know an elite wealth manager or you know or a high caliber wealth manager needs to have and so you need to assess these three things in any potential candidate that you're going to consider and the first and let's face it it's probably the most obvious one is integrity you know you need to know about their honesty and their moral principles The next is probably the one that everybody goes to first, which is whether or not they're competent, you know, and that's the ability to do a great job for you. Do they have the chops to get the job done? And then, of course, there's experience, you know, specifically, how experienced are they in working with people like yourself and with people who have similar needs and goals to yours? So, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the basic three characteristics. There are others, but those are the big three.
0: Okay. Roger that. And I want to unpack each, each of these Mark, because there is a lot to go that goes into that integrity competence, you know, experience being the third that you just mentioned, let's get into that first one, integrity, Mark, what, what do I look for? Uh, you know, that tells me that a wealth manager I might be dealing with does in fact bring integrity to the table.
1: Well, you're right. Integrity is that, you know, it's always at the top of the list. Okay. And when you're sizing up wealth managers, that's the first thing you have to consider, you know, because they need to have integrity in order that they have, the skill and that they have the reputation of being able to protect and enhance your wealth uh, because otherwise you you put that wealth and your future wealth at jeopardy. So wealth managers, you know, they have to be scrupulously honest. Uh, and then, for example, a high-caliber wealth manager, you know, should never employ a service or a product that is even the least bit unethical and certainly not anything that's illegal. So you know, to size up a, a candidate's integrity, you know, we start by getting answers to questions such as, and and some people would think these are obvious and some people's may not, but, you know, has the wealth manager ever run afoul of any of the regulators? Have they ever been called on the carpet for anything that they've ever done? And if so, what is the issue? What is it that they were brought out about? What is it that they had their hands slapped about? The next is, you know, has a wealth manager been sued by a client? And if so, why, you know, can he or she provide powerful references from other professionals? Okay. And maybe some clients. And I got to tell you, underline the other professionals, because if the person has a good reputation in the industry, other professionals will be able to vouch for them. Uh, and then there are two other questions that could be you know, helpful in assessing whether or not a wealth manager truly has integrity. And that would be, and this is something most clients don't think about, but, It's one that they should ask. And that is, under what conditions would you fire a client? Ask that wealth manager, look them right in the eyes and say, Why would you fire a client if you had to? What would be the reasons behind that? Because you know, if a prospect or client absolutely insists on doing something or or taking actions that are legally questionable or something that might be outright illegal, you want to know that the wealth manager would fire that client without reservation. That, you know, immediately say, you know what, we don't do those kind of things here. And I think possibly you need to find somebody else to help you in in this activity. Um of course after you say it, it's probably not a smart thing to do. Uh, and and so it's important to understand that a wealth manager, you know, what that wealth manager's thought process would be when it comes to how he or she would address, you know, the, you know, the questionable or illegal activity. And then the other question might be, you know, what will you not do? What are the things that or outside your scope of comfort. And that comfort should be their integrity and their ability to do the right thing all the time. So, you know, asking this question, you know, obviously cannot be determined where the the wealth manager sees his or her limits. I have limits. And if you're interested, I'll explain to you how I explain that to a client. But, you know, these these limits clearly need to be on the right side of the legal and moral divide. Uh, You know, and some people, you know, they think or believe that you know, people will the hire are gonna do what almost anything if for you pay them the right amount of money. So, you know, you need to make sure that there's no price your wealth manager will accept to do an activity that he thinks is, you know, is jeopardizing your financial future and and their and their ability to practice
0: moving forward. Oh yeah, Mark. Absolutely. No, and integrity, we can't stress that enough. I mean, boy, is that so important to bring to the table if you're an elite wealth manager for your client. So for those out there evaluating your given client, integrity, that's number one, a very big one. Mark, let's now shift to the second one here. You had mentioned this idea of competence, you know, which of course makes sense. And we all want to work with high skilled professionals, but dive in a little deeper for us here on competence. I like to break
1: the competence Uh, the competence factor down into two distinct areas. Okay, so think about if your situation requires or needs some complex planning, which most high net worth and ultra high net worth people have as part of their overall wealth management plan, right? Complex financial planning is very common. Um, And so, you know, competence regarding that complex planning can can really be distilled into two separate issues. The first is, the technical competence in areas such as investment management and wealth planning. And then this is one that may escape some people, and that's the ability to build strong relationships with others, right? Because in order to achieve optimal results, you know, your wealth manager has to be adept in both of these proficiencies. Um, and it's, you know, it's one thing to, to know what solutions are or know how to engineer a solution for a particular problem, but it's another thing to be able to articulate those thoughts in a manner that the client understands it.
0: Sure, sure. So, so technical competence and then that ability to build relationships. Let's get a little deeper into this, Mark. Talk, walk us through that technical competence. You know, how, how could somebody evaluate specifically an advisor's technical competence?
1: Well, some are obvious and some not so obvious, right? The, uh, the factors and, you know, the obvious ones, you know, to, to determine what an advisor's uh, level of technical competence might be are the obvious ones are their educational background their professional licenses and designations um, their association with industry organizations for example is the advisor active in professional organizations for example i have held leadership uh, positions in a variety of different organizations in the financial uh, industry and and so, does your advisor, have they been active and taken part in the leadership of these organizations? And then, of course, there are always publications that they may have been published in, uh, speaking engagements, and then this is the one that maybe uh, escapes some people or they don't think about it right away, and, you know, recognition from peers in the financial and legal communities because, you know, getting getting good referrals and getting getting good uh, feedback from other professionals, you know, when you're ready to work with an advisor or maybe one that you're already working with and trust deeply, you know, is another way to assess whether a wealth manager has a level of competence. Are they respected by their peers in the industry? Now, many times other professionals have the expertise needed to effectively evaluate an advisor's expertise. And, and so you can get good feedback from the people the advisor works with. Don't be afraid to talk to an accountant or an attorney or the insurance people or the, or the stock option people, whoever the, other, whoever the advisor brings in as part of their team it's quite okay to say, so how long have you been working with, you know, in my case, Mark, how long have you been working with Mark and and what has been the experience over the years, so on and so forth. So it's helpful to know which type of specialist this wealth manager works with and consults with on behalf of their clients and what are the credentials of the people that he or she works with in a professional capacity. And, and let me just add one more thing, you know, a key technical competence distinction between high caliber wealth managers, what we call the elite wealth management, Um, people and the rest of the pack is that they will think holistically. They think of the entire financial uh, circumstances and legal circumstances, rather than just about specific products or specific services. Sure. They get to that eventually, but they've got to understand the entirety of the situation. So, you know, high quality wealth manager, he's going to make a point first to understand the client's, on a very deep level and only then do they seek out the ways and you know to help you to reach your goals and provide the appropriate solutions in order to do so and you know so the idea is here that you know the wealth manager can't decide what solutions would be best for you until they really know you very well.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the technical competence, obviously such an important part of evaluating whether or not the wealth manager you want to work with is, is up to their snuff. But Mark, how do you assess that other area of competence that you mentioned that ability to build powerful relationship with others? Talk to us about this one.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that really comes down to the ability to connect not only with the client, but with the rest of the people on their team, because, you know, nowadays a a virtual family office, they're going to be using outside professionals and they're going to bring them in to work specifically on a specific client's case and perform certain certain services. So the ability to connect with the client and the other professionals and, you know, and to com- communicate, you know, effectively with people, you know, that's absolutely essential for a wealth manager in order to help the clients become and remain seriously wealthy, high net worth and ultra high net worth. So, I mean, think of that, you know, All the expertise in the world is pretty much useless, right? Unless it can be applied. And without a solid rapport between you and the wealth manager, you know, the results are probably going to be less than ideal because if they cannot clearly articulate their thoughts and their solutions to your issues, you probably are not going to buy in. You probably are not going to execute. And so, you know, that's that's a clear example why uh, the wealth manager has to have really good communication skills and the ability to build relationships. You know, Ryan, so, you know, the wealth management that you work with, they've got to clearly understand what your self-interests are. You know, in order for you to achieve the outcomes that you're trying to do, it's all about matching up the wealth management solutions with your agenda. So failing to develop a very deep understanding of what matters the most to you and what your concerns are for you and your family now and in the future, you know, and and then what matters least to you, and all those things in between. So you've got the spectrum of these are the most important things, and these are the things that are not so important, and these are the ones in between. And you have to attack the most important ones first, right? So you know, uh, if you don't, if the if the wealth manager doesn't understand that, you know, you can't get the best solutions to solve your issues. So being able to effectively explain what these management recommendations are, um, and you know. Any of the alternatives, you know, that's tied directly to the insights that the wealth manager gains from understanding the deep, important things in your world. What's important to you? You Now, he he or she needs to explain the solutions in a way that makes sense to you and that, you know, you can wrap your arms around based on your level of technical sophistication and interest. So this is why technical proficiency alone is not going to cut it. Uh, you've got to be able to communicate these concepts. So some wealth managers might well be technically brilliant, but if they can't build and enhance their level of rapport with you, the client, the results are probably not going to be
0: exceptional. Right, you know, it makes all the sense of the world. I mean, I'll circle back once more. It's finding the right wealth manager for you. You being that optimal word, you know, all these things they've they've got to fit your bill, as you just said, Mark. So let's shift now to that third characteristic you mentioned earlier. Mark is is evaluating a wealth manager on their experience. But when you say experience, you mean a pretty specific type of experience here, correct? You know, what are what are you talking about on this end?
1: <clears throat> as I mentioned, you know. It's, it's critical that the wealth manager and, you know, the the family office, virtual family office, such as Echelon, Echelon the virtual family office, you know, it's critical that the wealth managers experience in working with people just like yourself and families like yours. Not every family is identical, but there are characteristics that are common amongst very people of high net worth and ultra high net worth status. So, you know, and, and then, you know, and with other clients, uh, you know they're they're able to find common traits um, among their clients. So he or she's got to be able to understand what your goal, your objective, your interests, you know the concerns and and some other characteristics of accomplished people like like yourself and and the fa- and their families and what those goals, interests, and concerns are like. So some of the questions that you know a wealth manager uh, should be asking would be like you know why do you like working with whatever the, you know, the, the, the issue is at hand, you know, um, you know, why do you like working with business owners who are in the technical industry or people in the agricultural industry? Or why do you like working with other professionals like accountants and attorneys? What is it about that? That is interesting and, and rewarding to you. You Now, what percentage of your clientele are people like me? What services or products do you tend to provide to them? And again, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the human element that they know about you and what you're trying to accomplish. Products and services come later. Okay. And, and how do you tend to work with them and, and their other advisors? Because let's face it, you might have existing advisors in your space that you might want to keep because they're important to you in some way. So can that wealth manager work with some of your existing advisors this is a very important question to know. answer to you know so ryan experience means not only spending years working with clients like yourself but you know also being knowledgeable and uh, you know and about being able to adeptly deliver state-of-the-art wealth management services and and the products that go along with those to that group but remember the most important thing is you know the human element they have to know you at a very deep level so you know it's good about knowing the experiences of a wealth manager with working with people and families like yours. And in a simpler situation, you know, you know, that can prove, uh, you know, extremely insightful. So it gives you, uh, you know, it gives you perspective and it helps you understand how the relationship is likely to develop in the coming years and decades for you and your family.
0: I love it, Mark. Three key characteristics, integrity, competence and then that third being experience really good stuff here today for you guys our audience to take home and evaluate you know like we said at the beginning the current state maybe of your relationship with your wealth manager or if you're looking into another wealth manager you want to look at these three characteristics so mark for our audience today if they're sitting there they're they're you know they're writing some notes down this conversation might be resonating with them if they were interested let's say in reaching out to you and to your team to just open up a dialogue maybe about their unique situation maybe their current existing relationship with their wealth manager you know what would be the best way they could get in touch with you and your team to like i said open up that dialogue
1: sure well you know nowadays people tend to feel very comfortable uh doing some research on the web first so of course they could visit us on the web at www echelon office that's e-c-h-e-l-o-n the word office.com uh they could call into our office at eight 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 nine two nine eight eight two. or if they're so inclined, they could email me directly. My email address is m w a d e at echelon wealth e c h e w e a l t h dot com One of those three ways will get the job though.
0: All right. Fantastic, Mark. Well, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us, to jump here in on the season two premiere with us and, uh, you know, take some time away from you and your clients. But hey, you've got clients to serve. We'll let you get back to doing that and uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next one. Hey, thanks, Ryan. I think we kicked season two off in a grand way. Agreed. Agreed, Mark. Well, hey, look, we want to also take one final moment and say thank you. And that's to our audience for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. If you took anything away from today's conversation, you know, we left a mark on you in some way, shape or form. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the show on whichever platform you checked us out on today. And then, of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of wealth management discussions that we're bringing to you guys on this show. And you know, I said it at the time, of the show so i'll say it again now we're taking those same strategies the solutions the conversations that mark is having with his clients and we're just bringing them right here to you guys on this show boy do we have a great list of topics that we're going to be tackling here in season two we'd hate to have you guys miss out on any of those so be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss out on another episode so for mark i'm ryan we're going to go ahead and say so long but we appreciate you joining us here on today's installment of optimizing your financial world